Good afternoon. Welcome aboard. Your boarding pass, please. Thank you. Have a good flight. Welcome aboard. Sir, your boarding pass? Oh, I'm so sorry. Nervous? Is this your first flight? Who, me? Well, in a sense, I don't really recall the last time I was aboard one of these. Air flight is very safe. You have nothing to worry about. I'm sure. May I see your boarding pass, please? Oh, yes. <laughs> Sorry about that. You're in seat 39H. That'll be on the right side of the aircraft as you're going down the cabin. Thank you. Excuse me, please. I beg your pardon. What? Not another one. Do you two intend to be getting up and down the entire flight? I'm just trying to get to my seat. Then I promise I'll be no bother. <laughs> I thought you'd never get here, Doctor. I got caught up in one of their random security checks. I've been probed less by Cybermen than Homeland Security. I still don't see why we just didn't take the TARDIS. Oh, you and Moira are exactly the same. You don't appreciate the simpler things in life. Don't just rush to the destination. Part of the experience is to enjoy the journey itself. If the journey is so exciting, then why isn't Moira here? Well, some people just can't be convinced. Besides, someone had to stay on the TARDIS to make sure it arrived in the right place and time. So Moira can enjoy her books and we can enjoy a nice five-hour flight to Hawaii. Five hours? Is that how long we have to sit here? Travel took longer on horseback in your time. At least you had the horse to talk to. You can talk to me. The horse makes more sense most of the time. Highly intelligent animals. Always trust your horse. They weren't exaggerating when they coined the term horse sense. Excuse me, but could you please hold it down? I have a very important meeting when we land in Hawaii, and I want to be rested up for it. Of course, very, very sorry. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome aboard Pacific American Flight 185 to Honolulu. Our flight will take approximately five hours and will be flying at an altitude of 23,000 feet. At this time, make sure your seat backs and tray tables are in their full upright position. Also, make sure your seatbelt is correctly fastened. We would like to advise you that as of this moment, any of your electronic equipment must be turned off. Thank you. For your entertainment, our aircraft comes equipped with PTVs located on the seat backs in front of you. Additionally, we are the first airline to make available the new HyperNet system. Those passengers with personal laptop computers can access us directly via their Wi-Fi link-up once we are at cruising altitude. Cabin crew, doors on automatic, cross-check, and report. Thank you. HyperNet. I have to admit that's something I've never heard of before. You? Doctor? Not know something? It has happened on occasion. Never! Just don't tell Moira. She'll never let me live it down. Oh, I wouldn't miss that for the world. I wonder what this hypernet is supposed to be. I thought you were going to be quiet. I thought you were going to sleep. Who can sleep when you're making more noise than the plane? Maybe we should be quiet. Sorry, sir. You have one of those laptop devices. Do you know anything about hypernet? Stewardess! I believe they're called flight attendants now. Stewardess! About that hypernet. Ah, <sighs> It's the successor to the internet. It makes the old broadband look like dial-up. And it's satellite-based, so you can connect anywhere in the world. 
fascinating. There's no obstacle that human ingenuity can't overcome. Yeah, yeah, whatever. You should be proud of your species. Pretty soon you'll be leaving the cradle of your planet and spreading out. Some say like a tree extending its branches, others more like a noxious weed, but spread out you will. Is your friend all right? Most of the time. Oh, Charlie, what was I just saying about appreciating the journey? This is the journey of an entire civilization. Excuse me, would any of you like to rent headphones before we take off? Do they block out sound? They're the latest technology. You won't even hear the noise from the engines. It's not engine noise that I care about. Her closed mind will never appreciate what's around him. I'll take two. I'm taking no chances. Here you go. Latest numbers on everything you asked for. This data was compiled six hours ago. It took that long to print everything out. Look at this. At 9 a.m., our throughput over the backbone was 300 zettabytes. Now what am I supposed to do with that six hours later? Can I magically go back in time and readjust the satellites to make up for lost capacity? Or maybe I'll just tell the subscribers, Oh, so sorry, my leprechaun took the day off. We'll get your system back up and running next week. Machines only run so fast. Go back and get me some fresh data. And I mean 30 seconds ago fresh, not six hours ancient. <sighs> Incompetence! <sighs> now why have we lost capacity? This can't be right. Jackie. Printout's not ready yet. Not that. Come in here and bring me the orbital data on the satellites. That was the first thing I printed out. Updated 30 seconds ago. Not funny. Hmm. See, here is where we're losing capacity. Some of the satellites are crossing over into each other's beam. There's too much redundancy. Waste! Waste! Who came up with this new configuration? We got those numbers from you, Mr. Harrington. Can't be. I wouldn't be that ignorant. Well, what are you waiting for? Go on and get me the rest of that data. Login. Password. Second password. Establishing connection. Handshaking. Negotiating protocol. Connected. The latest orbital data you gave me is garbage. There is nothing wrong with the satellite alignment. Everything is working according to plan. We've lost capacity. A temporary anomaly. It will be corrected when the next satellites are in place. We're wasting volume by overlapping coverage. We could be using the extra bandwidth to make the hypernet even faster. Patience is required, Mr. Harrington. 
Greatness does not come in a moment, but it is earned through time. You have made arrangements for the launch of the newest satellites, correct? We had to contract out to Russia and China in order to get all the satellites needed in orbit in time, but yes, we're on schedule. With this newest layer in place, you will see your hypernet capacity increase by 35%. But according to the numbers, there's even more redundancy. Why do we have beams overlapping when we could spread them out and have greater coverage? It is important not to overburden any one satellite. Your competitors learned that lesson too late for their own good and went out of business. Each satellite is barely at 60%. This will drop it down to 48%. Not to worry, Mr. Harrington. The advances your hypernet will allow the world to make will soon require even more ability from your system. That is why I now have the next phase of placements ready for you. <sighs> more? This is significant, to say the least. We'll more than double the amount of satellites we have up there. Necessary to expand the hypernet. It will require a lot of capital. I am confident you will be able to arrange the financing necessary, especially considering the amount of money you stand to make as the world's center for information transmission. Oh, I can make it happen. Good. I will contact you again when we are ready to proceed. Connection terminated by host. End of session. Ladies and gentlemen, this is your captain speaking. We are about to begin our descent to Honolulu International Airport, and I have turned on the fasten seatbelt sign. Local time is 4.45 p.m., and the temperature is a brisk 28 degrees, with some snowfall in the area. Looks like you'll be having a white Christmas this holiday season. Snow? It's been a long time since I've seen snow before. Hmm? What was that? I said it's been a long time since I've seen snow. This hypernet is really fascinating. I had no idea humanity had advanced so far this quickly. What are you talking about? Haven't you been paying attention? At least one of us has. Hmm? What's so big about this hypernet? The amount of data it can transmit is a technological leap. The last time I was here, they were still using DSL and cable. Hardly top of the line when it came to efficiency, but this hypernet makes the old internet look like, well, primitive drum beatings. Don't you find that interesting? I would if I understood a word you were saying. I see I'm going to have to work on your education and your appreciation for scientific wonders. Look, I just pulled up a real-time 3D weather image of the Hawaiian Islands which updates every one one-hundredth of a second. The old internet could never handle that much data so quickly. Oh, look, it even says it's going to snow. That's what I said. Snow? In Honolulu? I miss snow back home. What's it doing snowing in Honolulu? It isn't supposed to. Except for the very high altitude, snow in Hawaii is almost as natural as snow in Sydney. Though they did get a shock in the winter of 1836. Maybe this is an unusual snow here. Maybe, maybe. Well, let's find out more. Excuse me. What? What is it? Oh, it's you. Did you know it's snowing in Hawaii? So? So? You're not surprised? Why would I be? You mean this isn't unusual? Where have you been? 
bothering you. So I've noticed. It's all part of global warming. Just look it up on the hypernet and leave me alone. Global warming? You mean it's getting colder because of global warming? And you wonder why I don't like science? Humans. Sometimes I wonder if they ever listen to themselves. He's right, though. There has been a marked cooling trend. Strange. Is it supposed to do that? It's natural for Earth to go through periods of warming and cooling. Is it important if you say it's natural? Everything is important, Charlie. You just have to pay attention to what you're being told. Besides, such a sharp decline over so short a period? Nothing natural about that. Ladies and gentlemen, at this time we would like you to close your tray tables and return your seats to their upright position. We will be landing in Honolulu in just a few minutes. Thank you for flying Pacific American Airlines. That's all right. That's fixed, Orac. No, it hasn't. What do you mean? We've forgotten something. The prediction has still been made. Great! Now you may speak. Sorry to interrupt. You're not sorry. If you were sorry, you wouldn't continue doing it. I made it very clear I was not to be interrupted during Blake 7. Now I missed part of the ending. You've seen that show a hundred times. That's not the point! <sighs> what is it? You have an appointment at the hotel for the benefit. Did you forget? No, I didn't forget. I just have other things on my mind. That's why I have you. If I did your job, then I wouldn't need you. If I didn't need you, you'd be out of work. Couldn't buy food, starve, and die. Do you want that to happen? No, Mr. Harrington. What time is my appointment? You should have left half an hour ago, but that would have interrupted your Blake 7. I can't go now. I have an eBay auction I have to monitor. Someone is selling authentic Battlestar Galactica cubits, and I want them. I'll monitor the auction for you. You can't afford to miss out on this publicity. I can afford anything. Goodwill like this can't be bought. Not even for a million cubits. Don't try to be funny. You're not very good at it. I wasn't trying to be, sir. Fine. But I'd better not lose that auction. You could just increase your maximum bid and do it automatically. Where's the fun in that? It's not enough to beat the person, Jackie. You have to beat the system. <sighs> have the contractors called back on the new satellites? On schedule. But the cost is higher due to the faster timeline. Necessary. Just make sure it gets done. Cost is not a consideration. Yes, You said it would be tropical. Yes, I did. I thought you wanted to see snow. If I could address for it. Yes, we do seem to be attired for a different climate. Very strange. Excuse me. Good evening, sir. Do you have a reservation? About many things, but I was wondering if you have a connection to the hypernet. All rooms are Wi-Fi compatible. I mean, out here. We do have several terminals available for our guests. Oh, good. Our... <clears throat> Guests? Yes, of course. Reservations under Dr. John Smith and party? 
two rooms. I see you have reserved for three people, but there are only two of you. The TARDIS must not have arrived. Really? Moira should have been here by now. Maybe the TARDIS did get lost. I'm sure it will be here any moment. Uh, We'll take our keys. The rest of our party will come along presently. I'll have someone take your bags up to your room. Could you just point me to your computer terminal? Right over there, Dr. Smith. Thank you. I didn't know that was your name. Who? John Smith. You never mentioned it before. Convenient alias. Nothing more. What is your name? Ah, here we are. Let me see if I remember my old unit passwords. Faster than TARDIS systems? Hardly. Remember, the TARDIS is getting on in years. Should expect an ache and pain every once in a while. This system is fast. I had understood the hypernet was a satellite-based system. So? So satellite communication inherently has a delay. Earth hasn't figured out how to travel faster than the speed of light. At least not yet. Or shouldn't have. Very difficult to concentrate with all that noise. Where have I heard that before? Where are you going? Outside. I want to check something. Come with me. Are you sure? Will I even understand what you're doing? Probably not, but come along anyway. I need your help. I hope this isn't going to take too long. I'm freezing. You're from England. You should be used to the cold. I got used to the weather in Australia. It'll harden you up. Now be quiet and hold on to this. What is it? It's a high-band particle receptor. They've found a way to send signals faster than light and may be interfering with the TARDIS's navigation system. So we'll see if that's the case. Are these particles dangerous? Considering the primitive technology Earth must be using, they may be. Which is why the TARDIS might be deliberately avoiding the area. And you have me holding a receptor for them? Thanks a lot! It will only be for a moment. Now hold still. Hmm, nothing. How very strange. So, we're safe? Hmm? Oh yes, yes, of course. So where's the TARDIS? Maybe it can't find us. Don't be ridiculous. I set the coordinates myself. And you're sure you got them right? Charlie, stand a little to the right. Huh? To the right, there's a good fellow. A little more. What's this about? The evening star, Venus. It doesn't look right. Where? Over there, in the west. It just looks like a star. It's a planet. Earth's nearest planet. But it's not as near as it used to be. Huh? Hold that particle receptor up. I need some scale. Like this? Yes. That's impossible. It can't be. Venus isn't the same place as it should be, or... Earth isn't where it should be. What are you talking about? That's why the TARDIS isn't here. Doctor, wait! Will you wait up? Coordinates used by the TARDIS represent not a fixed point in space, but a relative point. That makes perfect sense. To a Time Lord, how about explaining it to us mere mortals? If I were to program the TARDIS to land in this hotel lobby, I would use the same coordinates every time. I understand. No, you don't, but thank you for pretending. This lobby is never in the same place twice. The Earth spins on its axis. It orbits the Sun. The Sun revolves around the galaxy. The galaxy moves through the universe. Thus, any point in space is never a fixed point, but a moving point. 
From one second to the next, this lobby has actually moved thousands of miles through space. To make things easier, the TARDIS locates the spatial location of where this lobby would be during any point in time, and makes the necessary adjustments so that when you program it to materialize in the hotel lobby, it will do so no matter where the lobby actually is in space. Do you understand now? Yeah, no. <sighs> the reason the TARDIS isn't here is because it thinks the Earth is where we should be instead of where we actually are. The Earth has been moved. How is that possible? I don't know, but that would also explain the strange weather. It's colder because we're further away from the sun. Earth lies at a very delicate line, too close and we burn up, too far away and... Blimey! If I only had the TARDIS, I could find out what's causing the change. If? Yes. Hmm, someone once told me a story about the word if. Well, what do we do now? How do we get the TARDIS to find us? Maybe this hypernet has some answers. What is all that noise about? There's a lot of people in that big room over there. Lots of television cameras and press. Excuse me, what's going on over there? Mr. Harrington from Hypernet Technologies is presenting a check to the local orphanage. With all that press coverage? He's received his reward, huh? I'm on my way over to deliver drinks to the press. They've drafted most of us to be concierges. Is there anything I can get you? No, thank you. Here, uh, Charlie, take this over there. What's it for? A donation for the orphans. Every little bit helps. How much is it? Uh, one silver dollar. One dollar? Is that it? Well, it's not how much you give, but how you give it. Who do I give it to? Just take it over there. I'm sure someone will know what to do with it. All right. Now maybe I can get some answers. Just a second, I want to hear this. Ladies and gentlemen, this orphanage has served the Honolulu area for the last 50 years. We have placed hundreds of orphans into living homes, but the work never ends, and each year expenses continue to grow. It is through the generosity of such companies like Ronald Harrington and Hypernet Industries that we have been able to continue our mission. Each Christmas, we think about the less fortunate and drop a few coins into the Salvation Army bucket, and this makes our conscience feel better. But hunger and homelessness and need exist year-round. When we're having that $4 coffee from Starbucks, do we stop to think that $4 could feed a child in Malawi for five months? So me and my company are not satisfied only giving during the Christmas season. Hypernet Industries plans to hold its employee charity drive every month. And every month, we plan to outgive the last month. And we begin our pledge today. The employees of Hypernet Industries are proud and privileged to donate this check to your orphanage in the amount of $10,000. I can't thank you and your employees enough, Mr. Harrington. We are very grateful, and your generosity will not go unrewarded by the Almighty. I am sure of it. What a load! What's wrong? That was very kindly of him. Kindly? That shyster? He's got you and everyone else fooled, too. He's worth half a trillion dollars. And that money he's forking over up there came from his employees. How much did he contribute to that ten grand? (laughs) 
Nothing, I'll bet. Nada. If Harrington were really concerned about the poor, he'd tear off a billion and put it in the bank. The interest alone could run this in every orphanage in the state, and he'd never miss it. Oh, that reminds me. I'm supposed to give this to you. Thanks, kid. You gave more than Harrington ever will in his life, even if he donated a hundred billion dollars. Oh, I wish he would. We're going to have to shut the orphanage down if we can't get more donations. That's terrible. Hear mouth to God's ears. Well, have a nice day, my friend. Thanks. You too. Hmm. Very interesting. Find something, did you? Hmm. I thought I told you to take that donation to the orphanage. I did. I've been gone and back. You have? Move like a cat, you know that? So what's been engrossing you all this time? I've plotted a timeline for the weather changes. The temperature has been steadily dropping except for sharp declines four different times during the last five years. So something must have happened during those times. Something did happen, but I don't quite understand the relevance. What do you mean? Well, climate change can be affected by large volcanic eruptions, media strikes, solar activity, large-scale war. But nothing like that has happened recently. At least nothing of significance. But then I remembered what I read on the plane earlier today about the hypernet. It seems that the dates of rapid change correspond very closely to the dates the hypernet either went online or increased its capacity. So hypernet is behind all this? I don't see how. All they did was place a bunch of satellites in orbit. Humans have been doing that for decades. You did say that this hypernet was running faster than it should. I did? Oh yes, I did, didn't I? I wonder what else they're doing that's beyond their capabilities. But why would they want to freeze the Earth? It would kill them as well. Who said it's deliberate? An accident, perhaps? New technology? Unforeseen consequences? People never seem to learn that just because something can be done doesn't necessarily mean it should be done. I think we need to learn more about the hypernet, don't you think? Rather like chasing a joey. Eliminate all other factors and the one which remains must be the truth. (laughs) I can't thank you enough, Mr. Harrington. The orphanage is very grateful for the donation of your employees. It was our pleasure. Perhaps you would consider making an endowment. Your company... Has been generous enough, don't you think? Certainly. But I'm afraid our needs... Are never-ending. As the Lord said, the poor you have with you all the time. I don't think he meant it in that way. Excuse me. Yes? Why are you calling me now, Jackie? Nothing is so urgent that I have to be bothered while I'm in the middle of something. This is very important. You lost the eBay auction, didn't you? Someone is accessing personal information about the company and yourself, sir. They do that all the time. I'm an interesting fellow. Now don't bother me again. We are unable to identify the user. One moment. Uh, you'll have to excuse me, Director. Business. Of course. Will we see you next month? Perhaps, perhaps... What do you mean? They're using an ID assigned to the Unified Intelligence Task Force. We have every one of their IDs logged. Not this one. That's impossible. I've rechecked the records. Where is the user located? The IP is located in the lobby of the hotel you are in. Really? Can you tell me which terminal? Second from the right. 
Terminal ID 279. I think it's in our best interest to find out who this person is. I'll call you back. Yes, Mr. Harrington. Do you know that man sitting over there? No. Never seen him before. But the kid next to him we know. We do? He's the one who dropped that silver dollar. Oh, yeah. By the looks of him, that was probably the only dollar he had in the world. Really? Then why would he waste it on you? Well, it's for the children. Excuse me. Jackie, please prepare two extra places for dinner. We're going to have guests. (laughs) (sighs) Am I boring you, Charlie? Oh, no, Doctor. It's so really interesting. I can see how it has you enthralled. Despite the volumes of information about Hypernet Technologies, Ron Harrington, and anything even remotely connected, it's all rather base. Nothing in depth at all. Trade secrets? What do you know about corporate inner workings? <laughs> Come on, Doctor. Even in my time, the only ones who got ahead were the ones who knew when to keep things to themselves. And you'd know that better than most, eh? No, I never said that. Excuse me, young man. Who? Me? I understand you generously donated one dollar to the orphanage just a while ago. Yeah? That was a very generous donation, especially considering your... situation. What situation be that, Gov? I don't mean anything by it, I assure you. It's just very rare we come by people of a truly unselfish heart, like you have. And it is very clear that that dollar you gave was probably the last dollar you had, isn't it? Well... It certainly was. In fact, I don't think the boy has ever seen a dollar in his life, have you, Charlie? Can't say that I have. That's what I mean. Generous to the point of self-denial. And that kind of generosity deserves a reward. You, of course, know who I am. Ron Harrington, Chairman and Chief Executive Officer of Hypernet Technologies. I am the same. And your dreams, young man, are about to come true. How so? I invite you and your... Grandfather? Him? Me? Guardian? Traveling companions. We're going to London. Well, certainly you can stop by my mansion and join me for dinner. Heads of state would give their left eye for an invitation. Well, far be it from us to turn down something so valuable. We accept. Are you enjoying yourself, Mr. Hawkins? I've never eaten this good ever. Slow down, Charlie. Remember your manners. It's good to see the boy eat. He looks like he could stand to gain a pound or two. I admit I haven't had a meal like this in ages myself. You set a very elegant table, Mr. Harrington. Nothing is too good for my guests. So are you traveling to England? We met up in Australia some time ago. You've been traveling long, then? About 300 years or so. (laughs) Doctor! No family to speak of? I have a mother in London, but... Parents aren't always the most understanding, are they? Doctor, I see you have an interest in my collection. An interesting hobby you have. When one has the funds, there is no need to hold back pursuing your interests. This is an actual model eagle from Space 1999. This here is the suit worn by Batman in The Dark Knight. And this is Episode 4 from some show called Tenth Planet. Never heard of it myself, but it seems to generate a lot of interest, so I keep it in my collection. (laughs) 
What's this? Don't open! <sighs> that was an original, unreleased She-Ra action figure. Now it is a doorstop. I'm terribly sorry about that. Excuse me. Yes? We have it. Thank you. Well, now we can put an end to this charade. I have everything I need. Your fingerprints, DNA, and photo image. I can now identify who you are. Is that why you brought us here? You certainly don't think it was because I enjoy your company, do you? On the contrary, everyone enjoys my company. You are an anomaly, Doctor. I don't like anomalies, especially when they show too much interest in myself or my company. So you've been monitoring the hypernet for anyone who looks a little too closely at your business or yourself? I don't like industrial espionage or government interference. I am not with any government. The Unified Intelligence Task Force? You can't get more affiliated than that. An agency of the United Nations. And not just any agency, one shrouded in mystery. You lot seem to be all over the place, but no one knows exactly what you do. So when your ID came up snooping around my company... You wanted to know what uh, funny business I might be up to. Well? All you had to do was ask, and I would have been more than happy to tell you. After all, I've been wanting to meet you as well. I'm not surprised. I want to know exactly how you have achieved this miracle of yours called the Hypernet. Why? So UNIT can steal the technology and control it? So it can be stopped. Your satellites have shifted the orbit of the Earth. Don't be ridiculous. Man may be responsible for weather change, but not this man. Every time you have powered up a new set of satellites, the Earth has moved away from the Sun at a faster rate. My satellites do not have that kind of power. You send packets of data faster than light. You have the power. Our scientists... Your scientists are so blinded by their own political agendas these days that they alter the facts to fit the theories instead of the other way around. Let me guess. Anyone who has claimed the weather change was the result of natural causes has been ostracized, right? As well they should be. Global warming and the weather changes that come with it are a fact. Facts are a very flexible commodity with humans. This discussion is over. Now we will find out exactly who you are and what you want. What? You have a call waiting, Mr. Harrington. If you didn't call to tell me who this doctor is, I'm going to fire you and make sure you stay unemployed for the next 10,000 years. This call is on your private line. Put him through. Mr. Harrington. Why are you calling? We have been monitoring your activities. What? How dare you? The DNA sample you sent of your guest is of alien origin. What? Something wrong, Mr. Harrington? Shut up. What does he want? It does not matter. We must move up our schedule. Hello? I really don't like being kept out of a conversation. It makes me feel unwanted. What do you want here? I already told you. Power down your satellites so the Earth can return to its proper orbit. You will do nothing to the satellites. Who are you talking to? Stay away! A camera phone. Shouldn't take too much to see who's on the other side. What are you doing? What is that thing? Relax, it won't hurt you a bit. Ah, oh, there we are. Does my image please you, Doctor? What kind of creature is that? An ice warrior. A what? A Martian. You've been talking to Mars. Imagine your cell phone bill. So you know of our kind, Doctor. We've crossed paths before. Or will, actually. What does it want? Exactly what it's been getting. A colder Earth. What are you talking about? 
He's been helping me create the hypernet. And now we know how you've been making these technological advances. Alien intervention. You've been used, Mr. Harrington. The Ice Warriors needed you to place satellites in orbit to move the Earth further away from the Sun. Why? Well, don't you see? Mars is much colder than Earth. They want the Earth? Oh, yes. It's a prime piece of real estate, already built up. No taxes, no homeowners association. Couldn't ask for better. You used me! And we would have continued using you. But that is no longer possible. So we must advance our schedule. What do you mean? It would have been our preference to move the Earth into its new orbit slowly, so that the infrastructure would remain intact. But that is no longer possible. Since your discovery, we must finish the project immediately. You can't! Billions of people will die! That was already part of the plan. They powered up the satellites! They're dragging the Earth into a new orbit by force instead of jacket shifts! We have to stop this! Destroy the Sarmons! No! That will bring the Earth out of the solar system! They have to break the control Mars has, then use the satellites to bring the Earth back into its proper orbit! How do we do that? No. I don't know. Ladies and gentlemen, we appear to have flown into a storm cell, so the captain has turned on the seatbelt sign. We ask that all passengers return to their seat and fasten their belts until we emerge from the storm. We will then resume service from our food and drink cart. Please, ladies and gentlemen, return to your seats and remain calm. We'll be through this. We're going down. Put the oxygen mask and place it over your mouth and nose, securing the strap over and behind your head. Then breathe normally. Make sure your mask is attached first before attending to children or others. This is the captain. Assume crash positions. Assume crash positions. No! No! How are these ice warriors controlling the satellites? Same way you do. Radio signals sent directly to the unit. Then perhaps we can block their signals somehow and issue new commands. Impossible. You don't have the technology to jam the transmission. Then how about we do it the old-fashioned way? We just put something between us and them. What are you talking about? Put something between our satellites and Mars. Like a mountain blocks a television signal. We block theirs. You have a few thousand mountains to put up there? I do. The next phase of satellites is already on the launch pads. Brilliant! Can you reprogram their orbit so they park themselves above the satellites already in place? Nothing simpler. We won't get 100% coverage, though. We won't need it. We'll just need enough to rest control. We'll then use what we have to override the remaining satellites and block out Mars completely. It's done. Now all we need to do is launch. Contact Russia and China. Tell them to launch the new satellites immediately. Now? Faster than now! Can they even be launched in this kind of weather? We're not sure about the ability to launch in this storm, Doctor. Russian rocket technology is the best in the world. They can do it. Issue the order to launch, Jackie. Don't take no for an answer.
What a beautiful morning. I wasn't sure I'd ever see one of these again. Almost didn't. So this is going to be the last snowfall Hawaii sees for some time, I take it. The next year or so we'll see the weather return to normal now that the satellites have been programmed to bring the Earth slowly back into its correct orbit. You didn't have to erase the hypernet technology, Doctor. It didn't belong to you. Make your own discoveries, in your own time. And who are you to say when the right time is? He's the Doctor. Quite. Good morning, Mr. Harrington. Do you have the engineer's reports I asked for? Most of the satellites were built under top-secret conditions. There's very little documentation. Give me what we have. We still might be able to salvage something. Do you mind if your driver takes us back to the hotel? There has to be something. Talk to every engineer, every scientist on the payroll. Anyone who even looked at the satellite, I want to hear from. We'll figure out how to rebuild those things without help from Mars. Mars, sir? Just do what you're told. I think he means we can use it. Good. I didn't fancy the long walk. To the airport hotel, please. So how long will it be before the Earth settles back into its orbit? Oh, a couple of years, probably. Don't want to make too rapid a change. You mean we're going to have to wait a couple of years for the TARDIS to find us? Hardly a pittance for a Time Lord. What about me? Or Moira? Not a very patient person, are you, Charlie? But not to worry, the TARDIS will eventually figure out where we are. Should have by now, actually. There must be another component that's showing its age. Slowing down, reflexes not as fast. Nothing is eternal. Not even Time Lords. Oh, come on, Gov. What so we get a nice big breakfast once we get to the hotel? I'm paying, right? Who else? Maybe we can even stop by that orphanage, see how they're doing. Thinking about giving another donation? One dollar is hardly anything, Doctor. I know what it's like to be poor. I'd just like to give some more. Christmas spirit, you know? Believe me, when you give from the heart, you always give more than you know. $4,316. That's it? People don't give as much as they used to. If this was middle America, we'd have done a lot better. I think it costs more to put on that production than we got from donations. Well, we still have the coins to count. Oh, I don't relish that. Mostly pennies. We're not going to survive the season. Looks like we'll have to close down the orphanage at the end of the month. That's easy for us to say. We have homes to go to. Where will we put all the children? Huh. Can you believe it? That kid from yesterday and his silver dollar? Everyone else threw in pennies and nickels. And the poor kid gives the most. I'd almost like to have this framed. Remind me that there still is some good in the world. Hang on. What? Don't tell me it's fake. Fake nothing? This is an 1804 silver dollar. That's old. Old? This is one of the rarest coins in the world. He didn't give us a silver dollar. He gave us a silver dollar worth five million dollars. What? We're saved. We're saved. <laughs> God bless us. Everyone. Everyone.